<laughs> Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Criterion Podcast. This is the podcast where I talk about movies that I think should be in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the giggly you heard was my guest today, the wonderful Brian Jordan Alvarez. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. You I'm are. great. Yeah. Uh, I'm drinking coffee and pineapple seltzer water and Evian. Oh, my God. Yeah. Triple threat. Yeah, yeah. You're more than a triple threat. How would you describe yourself for our fans who don't know? How would I describe myself? Uh, just as an actor. I mean, I do a lot of things, but I, I primarily am an actor. And I'm on Will and Grace right now, which yes. is one of my favorite shows ever. And uh, Congratulations. What else? Thank huge. you. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. We're doing our final uh, season of the reboot right now. Yeah. And uh, and I'm also on Get Shorty on Epics. And I'm I'm uh, we're about to shoot more of... This amazing show called Special on Netflix uh, this coming spring, which oh, cool. is written by and starring the brilliant Ryan O'Connell. Nice. I didn't yeah. know you were doing a second season. Yeah, yeah. They just, uh, yeah, we just found out pretty recently. Cool. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah, because that's where we haven't ever, like, hung out before. We oh, met yeah, we saw each at, other at the premiere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I just, what was it I grabbed your, or I didn't grab, I, I, I walked by you and I patted your shoulder and I said, I, I love your uh, work. Right? And I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I was shocked. Nobody ever, uh, you know. I don't know if nobody recognizes me, but nobody ever comes up and says oh, yeah. nice things. I so I appreciated you, that. Yeah. It was really, that was really yeah, nice. Yeah. And we sat with you and your part, your Stephanie. Uh, yeah, yeah, Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. yeah my partner. It's with, funny. Yeah. Somebody had said something to me about my partner the other day. And I was like, my partner. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, they meant Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get that now. when people say that, um, yeah, she's the best. Yeah. And well, let's get down to the task at hand. Oh my God. I can't believe I just said that. Um, <laughs> we're here today to talk about the devil wears Prada. The devil wears Prada. I was so happy that you are into this movie because mm. I it's have been trying space. to do it for a while and it's been like a cursed thing where people either can't make it in the end or whatever. So I'm so excited to talk yeah. to you about it because it's what I've been wanting to do it from the beginning of doing this podcast. Yeah. And, it's yeah. such a perfect movie. Yeah. How, when was the first time you saw it? I think I must have seen it around when it came out, which is 06, right? Which is like, yeah. right, when what, I was, yeah, I was in college. I don't think I saw it in theaters. It seems like it came to me, uh, yeah, like maybe in somebody's house or something. But I definitely watched it like fully. Like, it wasn't like I watched it in passing the first time. I, I, I really got the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's the first time for me that I really appreciated Meryl Streep. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, though, in like, a way, it brought her in thundering into the mainstream in an even bigger way. Yeah, because you know? it's a quote-unquote kind of fluffy movie or like, a you know, this bullshit that a fashion movie isn't serious but um, yeah. <laughs> or worthwhile. But she... I, you know, obviously there's so many things that she does that are so amazing and she... Yeah. Uh, I don't know... Uh, I'm already flustered. Um. <laughs> you know, she uh, she was going to walk away. Or she, it, it's the first movie that she negotiated her rate up on for herself. Oh, really? Yeah, there's some story. I, I don't know. I mean, this is from an article, so maybe it's uh, not completely accurate. But it, it seemed like it was an, a quote actually from her saying that there was some number that was offered to her. And I believe it was for the first time in her career she said, I had my walk away moment. Like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it for that amount. And yeah. then I believe they doubled it. And oh then she God. did the movie. Oh my God. And I mean, I'm sure they have, they have um, experienced the benefits of, of paying her that amount because you know, the movie is such a mega hit. It's crazy. Yeah. It was like a box office smash. It, uh, yeah, yeah. it 
was the script was actually written before the novel was published. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. They were like, we know this is going to be huge. Yeah. And wow. they had three, there are four credited screenwriters. I was just listening to a podcast on the way here with um, Aline Brosh McKenna, who was the final screenwriter. And she just talks about, uh, so I guess she was on it after the book was published and she was on it when Meryl signed on oh, wow. and she talks about uh, uh, being able to like directly talk with Meryl about how mm-hmm. to make things better. And like, apparently Meryl um, wanted that cerulean speech mm. to be longer because apparently it was just like a little blip in oh. the, in the oh, draft and then go. they worked on like making it's it the best. yeah it's, oh that's what makes it so it's the most famous scene for sure she went on to write and create a uh, crazy ex-girlfriend mm. oh writer. yeah wait yeah. what's her name aline brosh mckenna that's amazing yeah wow that's yeah it. i need to watch more of that show i've never watched it yeah <laughs> it's yeah. a show that people tell me that I should, I like, I need to watch right. that I'm going to love. Too, and I'm then I'm like, it, yeah. Mm, yeah, that's always a no. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. There is always this resistance to like, especially watching things that people are like, Oh no, but you would like it. It's like, okay, do yeah. you, you don't know. Yeah. And then usually you do watch it and you're like, I love this. This is my bag. Do you find you get typecast as a game? Um, I don't know. I guess not. No, I, I actually, well, you make am, your, so much stuff yourself. So yeah, maybe that's part of it. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I've found myself really lucky in that way where I, I sometimes will notice I'm doing a role and I'm like, Oh wow, this is nothing like, um, like a role I did before. I, I, I think I do have, um, something of an ability to, to transform or to at least subtly, like really play, uh, things far from myself. Like on Will and Grace, I'm, I'm playing like fully like a character, like a, a huge character. So I, I, it's nice. And that's been one of my bigger roles. So then the other things where I play something closer to myself or there's just, yeah, I've, I've been experiencing a lot of variety in it, which is cool. Yeah. And I love, I love playing, you know, gay roles and straight roles and all the, you know, it's just like, I, I feel so lucky to even get to, to act every time I'm on a set. I'm like, Oh my God, it worked. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. Cause you know, you go to college for acting and you're like, well, we'll see like if, if any of us get to do this for money later and now that I make my living at it, it's just like, that's cool. Uh, what did you think of Nigel's speech about being gay and then coming to the fashion magazines like uh stanley tucci's character oh when right Andy right. goes in and she's like i don't know what to do i can't do it and right. he's like everyone wants to be in your position right and, and then what he's, does like, he say? Uh, he's like uh i grew up gay like fashion is an art that you get to wear right and then he says well not you but other people <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. I, no i don't want to quit that's not fair but i you know i'm just saying that I would just like a little credit for the fact that I'm killing myself trying. Oh, Andy, be serious. You are not trying. You are whining. What is it that you want me to say to you, huh? Do you want me to say, poor you, Miranda's picking on you, poor you, poor Andy? Hmm? Wake up, Six. She's just doing her job. Don't you know that you were working at the place that published some of the greatest artists of the century? Halston, Lagerfeld, De La Renta. And what they did, what they created, was greater than art. Because you live your life in it. Well, not you, obviously, but some people. You think this is just a magazine? Hmm? This is not just a magazine. This is a shining beacon of hope for... Oh, I don't know. 
let's say a young boy growing up in Rhode Island with six brothers pretending to go to soccer practice when he was really going to sewing class and reading Runway under the covers at night with a flashlight. You have no idea how many legends have walked these halls. And what's worse, you don't care. Because this place where so many people would die to work, you only deign to work. And you want to know why she doesn't kiss you on the forehead and give you a gold star on your homework at the end of the day. About it. Mm, yeah, that's great. It's <laughs> a yeah. sweet moment. Yeah. But sometimes fashion takes itself too seriously in that way, too. Yeah. I think it should be like both respected and mocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, do you have favorite lines, quotes? Um, I mean, I definitely, it's always been funny, like her friends that she like has in her real life, how like, um, I don't know. They seem kind of like caricatures of friends. Mm -hmm. It's like, does anybody have this group of like chummy friends, you know, out in the world? There are so many things that drive me crazy about this movie, but I still love it. Like her friends are so mean to her. Yeah. When they, right. she's like giving exactly. them stuff, she's right. giving them the Bosch and Lom phone or whatever it is that like expense bang and Olufsen phone yeah, and like yeah. the Mark Jacobs purse. And they're like, um, you're working too much. And it's like, yeah, that's what everyone, everyone's working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, I also, I have like a list of things that drive me nuts. Nate, her boyfriend mm -hmm. yeah, is also like a little pouty. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Adrian Grenier. And he, yeah, yeah and he uh i feel like he he has kind of is he not acting as much i th i think he chose to stop acting as much maybe i understand yeah I, I remember there was like a tweet from him like um he was like out in nature like hiking and being like sorry i've been caught up in the moment or something and i was like oh i think he's like shoot because i think the entourage thing was really because he was like huge from entourage yeah, especially yeah. during that time period you know yeah and i think some people are just like no it's like too too much or it's like annoying you know yeah i'm sure like once you reach a certain point where you can live and you don't have to do the hustle yeah, yeah. you can like take a little break because it must be so grueling constantly yeah. being on set yeah yeah for sure love hate the hate the Jarlsberg line do you remember when he's like there's like eight dollars worth of Jarlsberg in this sandwich oh yes <laughs> yeah 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 so it was directed by David Frankel mm. uh who also did Collateral Beauty and Hope Springs and my Mi Miami Rhapsody oh I've uh, the only one I know of really is Hope Springs, which I know Meryl Streep was also in. Yeah, he did that. I think they, he did that after this. Um, but his father is like a, was the executive editor of the New York Times. Mm, whoa. Um, and he's also an actor. But it's so funny because for the first like 10 times that I watched the movie, I couldn't remember who the director was. Yeah. Was so yeah. Rude. <laughs> but I think he did a good job. Yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the longer I'm in the industry, the more I become fascinated by anything that's a hit because you're like, cause it's not, it's not a fully controllable thing. Like you, they, they can put huge amounts of money into something and it still doesn't create a hit. You mm -hmm. know, it's like when there's a hit, it's, it's like magic. It's like dirty dancing was like made for almost no money or like it was made for like $5 million and just like when something about something works and we're all just like, well, that worked. You yeah. Know? Cause Meryl Streep has done incredible performances in movies that don't do nearly as well as that too. It's, yeah. It's such a cool, uh, it's like, what is it about 
What is it? And, and when you watch a movie that's that good, you're like, well, it's everything. It's every single thing. It's like Emily Blunt, who then like became a star, you mm-hmm. know, and like was Simon, what's his name? Simon, uh, the guy who plays the mentalist. I was watching it yeah. going, is he, was he on the mentalist already or did he get famous off of that? Cause it seems like the kind of movie where it like turned every auxiliary character in or every supporting character into a huge star basically you know? yeah uh i think simon baker i think is simon his name. baker yeah 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 he, I don't his think eyebrows he... like look different in the movie than they do and because he has this very yeah he's a very um dashing gentleman uh uh pat field is the uh costume designer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know from sex in the city mm, oh i didn't know that yeah and apparently it was oh like, sex in the city was big during that time huh i guess so i never really was a sex in the city head let me see i what, watched some of it sex in the city run I feel like it was, oh, I guess maybe like the movie, the second movie came out in 2010. I know that. Yeah. Because it's like, it makes sense for that, for those, uh, it makes sense for Devil Wears Prada to come out in a world uh, where sex in the city is is, uh, dominating, you know. Oh, it ended in 2004. Okay. Sex in the City did and then Devil Wears Prada. But maybe the first movie was out in 2006. That would make sense, yeah. Oh, Sex in the City. Another <laughs> masterpiece. Well, apparently, so this was a, uh, this is like a fact from IMDb, IMDb trivia, so I have no idea if it's true or not, but mm-hmm. uh, apparently it's the most expensive film, costume film. Devil Wears Prada? Yeah. Wow. Apparently Patricia Field spent a million dollars. Oh my God, that that's budget, so cool. Which seems crazy because there must be like costume period pieces mm-hmm. where everything's like, bespoke or like borrowed from a museum for crazy insurance or yeah. something like i can't understand how um Ooh, that makes me want to look something up yeah look it up yeah um the what i'm looking up is that the costume designer on will and grace is also incredible her name is Lori, and i'm just looking up her last name yeah um because they i believe they have a a similar thing where it's like because it's a show with great fashion sense, there is more uh, invested in that end. Yeah. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting. Oh, Lori Eskowitz. Yeah. She's so brilliant. Yeah. It's mm. so nice. Um, yeah. That would make sense that the movie is like, spends a, a ton of money on the fashion. Yeah. And they didn't cut corners. I guess like this is a rumor and the Vogue people deny it, but apparently Anna warned uh, designers not to be, in not the to movie. have their <gasps> No. <laughs> yeah. Like they like Valentino is the only fashion designer. I think maybe there's Donatella like in some stock footage or something, but uh, she warned them not to be in the movie. Not I, to appear not, not to, or not to have their fashion appear. No, not to, not to appear. I don't think she can like, they can stop their fashion. Can they? Uh, they can't stop the fashion. They can't stop the fashion. <laughs> Nobody can stop their fashion. <laughs> um, but I mean, I love like, I think Anna's actually really funny. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think yeah. she's as horrible as people say. I think she's yeah. very strong and like, Oh, she's great. Yeah. Have you yeah. watched any of the docs? Like the first, maybe I did watch one. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not remembering enough to think I've watched a whole one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, have you ever been to the Vogue offices? Uh, no, my God. No. Have you? Yeah. Why? You took a tour? Uh, no, it was after shit girl say came out and, mm-hmm. uh, they like jumped on, trying to figure something out to do together oh nice and then so we went a couple a couple times that's like with Condé Nast Condé Nast yeah yeah. um and I I just wanted to know a word that was related Uh, what's 
Uh, I'm saying I just wanted to know a word that was related. I was oh, like, yes. Conde Nast. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Conde Nasty. Yeah, if you're nasty. Um, <laughs> they, so we went up and I saw Anna. Uh-huh. And uh, I was sure, I'm sure I was wearing something. Well, you just something. saw her through glass or you saw no, her and talked to her? I No, well, we were sitting in a, I, mean, I wouldn't <laughs> she dare. She dressed you in a suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish because I tried to dress fashion. Yeah, yeah. And I just like, I'm sure I looked atrocious. <laughs> and it's one of the only times that me and my boyfriend got into a fight because he forgot <gasps> to bring my hairspray to New York. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, that's hairspray? my responsibility. No, not you anymore. Used to. I would. I mean, I do every once in a while. I mean, I would. I do. I mean, yeah, I would. I mean, I don't, but I do. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was so mad at him and I like ran to Dwayne Reed and like bought something, but then it rained and then everything was horrible. And then I'm like, of course I look like this when Anna Wintour. Yes, yeah, it was. Like, this is a disaster. Yeah, yeah. And, and Anna Wintour, meanwhile, doesn't care at all. I'm She's sure like, she, uh, you look great. She might care. <laughs> But like Wait, we but didn't, did we didn't meet, meet with her. With her? No. no, we met with like Tony Goodman and other editors, okay. um, and yeah, went in a couple times. But the Great. the weirdest thing about the office isn't that it's crazy busy; is that it's silent. Mm. It is so quiet. Weird. It's like you can feel the fear in the air almost. Wow. Like yeah. like you don't want to disturb anybody, so they're very very quiet. And the yeah. closet does not look like That's the closet cool. in the movie at all. Oh, okay. Because um, remember when they do the the makeover scene? Yeah, and she suddenly becomes finally pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was and pretty thin a in a day. Yeah, yeah. 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 they're like she's a size six. You'll never fit into samples, and then she does miraculously. Um, but yeah, it was a. It, I made eye contact with Anna Wintour and Coco. Mm. Ice T's girlfriend in the same day. Oh wow! And that was a proud day for I me. I don't know who that is. You don't? No. Oh my god, she's like this really LA blonde. She's ice T's girlfriend. Yeah. Or okay, wife. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wife, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'll show you. Awesome. Yeah. I'll show you a picture. Were they together or this is this no, separate just separate events. things. Oh, okay. I just thought that was funny. She's kind of like the opposite end of the fashion, fashion spectrum where she's like really, uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she loves to sex it up. Sure. And sure. so That's I just great. thought that was funny. I love that. Uh, I love that too. Um, did you have a favorite look? Do you remember when's the last time you saw it? Um, the movie? Yeah. I, I saw it like four months ago and then I started okay. watching it again this morning and I'm, yeah. uh, of course remembering less of it than I, than I wish I would, but, um, yeah. That's all right. Do I have a favorite look in the movie? Well, I remember the last time I watched it going, oh my God, this fat, and actually it's even different right now. So maybe I saw it like a year ago or something because it's like, I remember the last time I watched it going, the fashion in this is at exactly the wrong moment for right now. Hmm. And now when I was watching some of it this morning, it feels closer like it's about to... Because, you know, everything comes back into fashion. Mm-hmm. And actually, she looked quite normal. Like, her her outfit looked quite normal when I was watching it this morning. So I wonder if that has just... Because it's all... Fashion's like a, on a 15 or 20 year... Everything comes back usually, Something I think. Something like that, yeah. So what's what was 20 years ago? Right around 2000. Yeah. So we're so coming up on all of those looks again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, the Patricia Field style is always something that's like very unusual. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. you, you until like if you don't know it's Patricia Field, sometimes you're like, oh my God, what is that person mm-hmm. wearing? Yeah, yeah. And, but then once you know and you understand her style, you're like, that's fine. Yeah, Like why sense. not do yeah. it? Um, I think fashion is on a 20-year cycle because like think right now like wouldn't you wear anything from 1999 right like actually aren't we dressed like it's 1999 i'm just like <laughs> i have on what i have had on for the past <laughs> 25 seven years like for some reason that my fashion journey has been like 
in steady decline. I used to love dressing up. I dressed crazily when I was in university in New York. But one day I went to Central Park to do some readings and like reading for class. And uh, uh, some stage readings. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to <laughs> perform. Some Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. Um, and I had my headphones in and somebody like tapped me on the shoulder and was like, had a camera and they're like, can I take your picture? And I was like, mm, mm. I don't think so. I was wearing like yellow jeans and I like wore tiger print tights underneath and like a hat and like I was like wild wow and then I was like what's it for Mm -hmm. and they're like I was like I don't really want to have my picture taken and then what's that did they say Vogue no they said no can you take our picture (laughs) (laughs) I had that happen once recently yeah we're like I I I, yeah yeah somebody I thought was asking to take a picture with me and then I was like oh of you yeah yes do you you get recognized and stopped I do yeah yeah yeah. and it was a it it was an eye roll at myself moment because I was like (laughs) wow I have become I have become I'm grateful to have become accustomed enough to this where I would expect that but yes okay I would love to take this person's picture yeah (laughs) you and your friends yes absolutely and how like has it been a wild leap because you already have very successful youtube would you consider yourself a youtuber um i do not (laughs) yeah but i i'm i love youtube honestly youtube is amazing or or i I, i'm sure it's not a perfect thing but but for me it, it it is a very cool thing that we live in a moment where you can make something and then just upload it to the whole world yeah and I mean, I'm lucky because I don't upload it into a vacuum. Like I have people that, you know, I have like a nice uh, fan base that, yeah. that gets notified and watches it. But, but yeah, I, no, I don't think of myself as a YouTuber. I think almost because I don't know. I just am an actor. I, I like, it's just like what I've always been and what I always knew. I went to school for acting. It was always, so I was like doing, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not a YouTuber. <laughs> no, but I love YouTube. I love YouTube, yeah. and I and I don't. I I think I I might. You know, I don't. I don't have any plans to stop uh, posting to YouTube or yeah. or, or I'm open. I'm open to whatever. Yeah. Well, it's nice that you seem to have found like a good crew of people who want to be involved. Yeah, and, like, yeah. That's nice when that works out. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, there's so many talented people. You know. In yeah. And, yeah. Do you shoot in New York ever? Um, because Will and Grace shoots here. Yeah, Will and Grace shoots here, which I only found out when I booked it. Because I oh, really? swear, I, I mean, really watching watching it, I believed that they shot it in an apartment in New York, and yeah. and when I realized they didn't, I felt so naive. I was like, of course, it's <laughs> yeah. a set, but it's like, um, yeah, no, I don't know the last thing I shot in New York actually, because I shot in Vancouver all summer for Get Shorty, um, and I shot in Texas for special. And then uh, most other stuff I've shot has shot here. So yeah, I haven't shot. I, I made a, I was in a movie in New York when I was like 19, but yeah, it's been a while. I would like to go Yeah, have a job in New York. Maybe Devil Wears Prada too. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, did I hear that they're making? Are they doing I mean, No, I'm I don't sure. think so. I heard something about a sequel, something yeah. else, but um, yeah. Do you have Devil any? Devil Wears Gucci. Do you, <laughs> ooh, yeah. Smart. I feel like Lauren Weisberger, the writer of the novel has like tried to make other mm, ones maybe, sure. but yeah. who knows? Do you have a nightmare boss story? Oh, and have you ever worked as an assistant or anything? No, I, I often like, I mean, I worked in a lot of restaurants and so I would see like a manager getting stressed and I usually would feel very like just bad for them because they, if they were being like a little mean, it was like, I mean, I guess nobody was ever, yeah, maybe I'm just lucky where nobody's ever really been that mean to me in a, in a boss scenario, but, um, 
Yeah, like whenever I would see a manager getting really stressed, I'd be like, God, that job looks so hard because like I was always just doing one of the I was either a server which can be stressful and the and the customers are stressing you out, but um or the guests as they, they insist you Oh yeah. You call them the restaurant. <laughs> but um uh, but I would often, what I would often do is work at really, this is, this is all, I, I stopped working at restaurants in my like early to mid twenties and I'm, I'm glad that I don't have to do that anymore, but it, it, it did have a fun, a fun vibe to it. And I, what I would do is I would work at a really nice restaurant as a buster or a runner. Yeah. So then I was in these like kind of very low stakes positions, but making like quite, uh, you know, good re- money for restaurant money mm-hmm. because it was like a fancy restaurant and that, and that'd be fun. And then, and then I would really feel bad for the, the managers who like, it, it felt like their life depended on whether this oh yeah pasta dish got to this table at this time. And I was like, Oh my Constant God, it's just stress. a job. I, I wish you could just feel some inner peace. You know, it was, it's funny. Cause I was thinking you were saying they were mean, but I was like, uh, I was like, Meryl Streep's character, Miranda, isn't mean, mm. like, but then I re- remembered, like, uh, uh, she said, I have some quotes written down, um, I thought I'd hire the smart, fat girl. <laughs> oh, right. That is wild. <laughs> so yeah. And uh, what did you do? Fall down and smack your little head on the pavement? Miranda, about last night, I... I need the new Harry Potter book for the twins. Okay. Okay. I'll go down to Barnes & Noble right now. Did you fall down and smack your little head on the pavement? Not that I can recall. We have all the published Harry Potter books. Twins want to know what happens next. You want the unpublished manuscript? Well, we know everyone in publishing. It shouldn't be a problem, should it? And you can do anything, right? Yes, Bobsy. I know, baby. Mommy's working very hard to get it for you. Uh, yeah. That that first scene when she first interviews her. Yeah. And she really, I guess we get that that's all thing twice in a row. Mm. And it really struck me. It was like, wow. That, that It really sets up this movie in a way where it's like, whoa, this is a person who will just tell you they're done talking to you. And that yeah. cuts through so, yeah. so much like social uh etiquette that it's like whoa she's just she's just done talking she just goes that's all yeah (laughs) and then and then she and but then but then at the end of that first interview scene where she's like still lingering looking at a what's the character's name andy is the lead yeah andy yeah yeah andrea and we're like oh she likes andrea Yeah. yeah and but uh oh yeah oh wait my favorite line i think is the what is it i'm on this new diet where um i'm on this new diet where i I don't eat anything, and then right before I'm about to pass out, I have a cube of cheese. Yes. <laughs> that is so terrible. Well, oh I, I hope nobody ever does that. Diet. No, I'm sure I've tried it. But um, <laughs> the the and in Emily Blunt's accent, it's and right oh before I pass out, I'm, I right before I'm about to pass out, I have a cube of cheese. And and when when Andy's like, "Wish me luck," and she says, "Shant." That's another favorite. Shant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Emily Blunt is so good. She's so funny. Now we know her fully, most of the time as a brunette, right? But she was really a redhead in that movie. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if she had brown hair and they had to set her apart from... Uh, yeah, it has that, that vibe. It's like, that. And you're the other characters. Yeah. You need to have that. I, She's I going really more like, blonde now, too. Yeah, a lot of blonde lately. A lot of blonde yeah. family. <laughs> there is this thing that I didn't... I didn't really... It's such a... That's This is a big thing, like, in uh, movies and TV where you, like, can't have... 
like too many people with the same hair color apparently yeah. which i like didn't get i i remember once being like what and then i was like trying to watch some show and there were two blondes and i was like okay are these the same person like what? i was like oh i see <laughs> we I, are dying having this problem <laughs> yeah it was that um i mean i only watched one episode of it and i hear it's an amazing show but it, that show um happy endings mm-hmm. there were two lead blonde uh female characters I am. I can only think of one. There were two, I believe. Oh I believe. yeah, two Alicia series Cuthbert regular, and then the other. Yeah, yeah, the, and, and, other and woman. only having two caught thin. one episode of it, I was like, "Wait, is that the same?" But actually, they look nothing like, and their characters no. are nothing like. And yeah. you learn that early on. <laughs> and I just totally erased one of them from my head. Yeah. But Meryl's lines, I wanted to talk about, like how she just gives power to if you think of those lines like that's all you could say that so blandly right and just like why is no one read like that's why that's when i first recognized why why she's such a great actress actor and um and why is no one ready that's the other line why is no one ready? because you could be like why is no one ready and then why is is no no one ready and just it's brilliant yeah and the no like all the little throwaways what is she yeah and she when she just when she doesn't say anything, I feel like she tries to minimize and be really efficient with her lines. Right. If there's too much, but I don't know. She just like a look, a look can do it from Meryl. This is the fourth Meryl movie that's on the wow. podcast. Which this, other ones have you done? She devil. Oh, I with Roseanne. Oh, okay. And this is, so this is the second Meryl movie with the word devil in it. <laughs> um, and then what else have we done? Oh, death becomes her. Of course. Mm, yeah. And, yeah. Anyway, so she's, it's turning into the, uh, Meryl Streep appreciation podcast. Oh, and postcards it, from the edge was this week's last. Yeah, week's. it is amazing how 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 mainstream some of her movies have been. Yeah, and how those are huge hits, and it's like wow. But she she, really like, is what amazing. art house? She's only in one actual Criterion movie. Which one? Uh, the Frenchman's Daughter or something? Whoa, I forget I already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, little correction there meryl is in two criterion collection movies the first one uh was the french lieutenant's woman by carl rice i've never seen that but it's meryl streep and jeremy irons and she's also a voice in fantastic mr fox which doesn't really count as being in it you know we don't see her face so whatever i was close enough 1.5 movies in the criterion collection Right, isn't it's really like in, in a lot of our house movies than you think yeah, yeah she's in yeah. A, like mostly mainstream things wow, yeah even since like silkwood and like except for you know obviously sophie's choice is sophie's choice dark but yeah yeah and out river, of africa I guess. river runs wild I, the river wild i just watched wild. that yeah i just watched that a year ago yeah, yeah. i i yeah. it's kind of boring <laughs> is it yeah <laughs> i was, was bored pretty, a little I was bit pretty interested yeah because i had forgotten i remember seeing it as a kid in th- i think i saw that in theaters as yeah a kid. kevin bacon's a bad guy in that yeah and yeah. uh john c Riley. oh yeah 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 which yeah. was a surprise yeah. for me um oh yeah and out of africa i watched that when i was like 16 i need to watch that again i've never seen it i need to watch it's it it's really special yeah. yeah that's really special is it <laughs> mm. oh yeah oh so I was living with uh, this woman when I first started loving this movie and I rented it from the movie store and 
I think I watched it like twice in a row. And she was like, "Ugh, you're watching that movie. It's horrible. And I was like, what Devil Wears Prada? Yeah. And I was like, there are two montages in the first five minutes. You know, I just noticed that. I was like, this is why this movie is good. All this music and editing. It moves like two music videos in a row. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. And then she screamed about it. She's like, the outfits are so ugly. And I was just like, that's it. You're moving out. Wow. (laughs) Where you were in New York at the time? No, in Toronto at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I watched this. I prided, prided myself when I was a kid on watching The Little Mermaid like every weekend when I went to my dad's. Oh, you had pride around watching things again and again? Yeah, for some reason it became that. like a, a contest for myself to like see how many times I could watch it. And The Little Mermaid was just like I loved it every time. I did that with Dirty Dancing. Little really? Mermaid uh, is the best. It's the gayest movie in the world. It's very gay. You yeah, can't, yeah. the person she can't love obviously that's every queer story but like right who's right. a different species basically yeah it's forbidden yeah but it's... also all the looks like her hair is so the incredible hair. oh my god it's like my best friend has that <laughs> hair actually you know it's totally. like every yeah. yeah yeah but wait you what what did you watch uh dirty dancing oh i watched yeah i remember i was in columbia once like living in my grandma's house for the like a month during the summer and somehow i think i got a dvd of dirty well how old was i yeah were there already dvds when i was 13 or 14 maybe it was a vhs i think there were dvds anyway yeah and i just watched uh, dirty dancing over and over and over and over and i had seen it when i was younger too but uh, yeah i've been obsessed with that movie for a long time it's one of my favorites and i've also watched all about my mother over and over and over oh my again. god watch prometheus over and over and yeah. over again. do you know prometheus i know prometheus i haven't a lot watched of people, it that like many times it's like a polarizing times. movie yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i'm like arrival is that movie for me mm, more so than yeah. prometheus yeah it was amazing yeah yeah Amy Adams is so special. Oh my God. And the music and this like, Oh, it's perfect. Oh yeah. That music is Max in Richter. something else. It's in a documentary, I think, uh, about technology. I think, um, the, the composer is Max Richter. Right. Who's he, amazing. He's yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And he just did Ad Astra. He's a great. Composer. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but we were talking about suddenly I see, uh, oh, yeah. a, is that song written for the movie? It, it is suddenly not. I see. This is what I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, like, suddenly she sees she does want to work at that magazine. Tunstall explained in an interview that the song was about the photograph of Patti Smith on the cover of Horses. Oh. Hmm. Was total, like, polar opposite of Fashion Girl in New York. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, commenting on the song's later use in The Devil Wears Prada, Tunstall said, I didn't realize the lyrics could perfectly fit a, f- a chick flick. Oof. That, that that term um and it could sound like i was singing about wanting to be a fucking model <laughs> the lyrics reference a born again buddhisea wow Boudicea. wait what's that mean queen of british celtic iceni tribe i don't know <laughs> wow it's the poppiest song in the world how could you <laughs> yeah i love that it was about patty smith yes that's okay. so funny what a great discovery when she, like they're in paris and meryl says that she's getting another divorce mm-hmm. oh my god her like stripped down mm. look and her eyes and mm. her just like and then snaps out of it i don't know mm. i thought that yeah, was very yeah. touching by all means move at a glacial pace you know how that thrills me okay so first of all we need to move snoop dog to my table your table's full. Stephen isn't coming. Oh, Stephen is... So I don't need to... Fetch Stephen from the airport tomorrow? 
Well, if you speak to him and he decides to rethink the divorce, then yes, fetch away. We're very fetching, so go fetch. And then when we get back to New York, we need to contact um, Leslie to see what she can do to minimize the press on all this. Another divorce. Splashed across page six. Just imagine what they're going to write about me. The dragon lady. Career obsessed. Snow Queen drives away another Mr. Priestley. Rupert Murdoch should cut me a check for all the papers I sell for him. Anyway, I don't... I don't really care what anybody writes about me. But my... My girls, I just... It's just so unfair to the girls. Another disappointment, another letdown, another father figure. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> anyway, point is, <clears throat> the point is, the point is, we really need to figure out where to place Donatella because she's barely speaking to anyone. I'm so sorry, Miranda. If you want me to cancel your evening, I can. Don't be ridiculous. Why would we do that? Um, is there anything else I can do? Your job. And so when you were at school, you studied acting primarily, but did you take other courses in film? No, no. Wow. I, I'm a, like, as far as filmmaking goes, I'm essentially completely self-taught. Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, just, I, I went to straight like acting school, like, uh, uh, the university of Southern California. I think it was called the school of dramatic arts at the t- No, it's called the school of theater. And now it's called the school of dramatic arts, but it, it was great. Yeah. It was like conservatory style and. It was really cool. I, I look back, especially now that I'm working a lot. I, I like, I, I actually, you know, you're like, oh yeah, I'm using, like I'm a trained actor. And not only that, but I don't even realize that I'm, I'm like using that, that muscle that I trained when I was younger. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know it gives you this kind of sustainability and just like a, an awareness of what it actually takes to do it. It's cool. Uh, do you have any there. audition nightmares? audition nightmares <laughs> oh you know i did i did uh it wasn't i mean it was a minor thing but i so there's there are multi-cam comedies which are like uh, shot in front of a live studio audience and are shot on like four cameras yeah and and so you hear the laughter will and grace is one of those and um and then there are single cam comedies which are shot in theory on one camera although technically nowadays a lot of the time they're shot on two cameras but they don't have a live audience and and so the acting vibe can be slightly different between the two of those um, because in multicam you, you tend to just kind of be louder mm-hmm. uh, a bit more, you know, it's a little more like a play, right? So even yeah. when you're auditioning for it, that, that energy, I think you, you, you could choose to be like, Oh, it doesn't matter. But, but I think, yeah, if you're doing a multicam, like it, it's not a bad, uh, for me, at least I, I, I let myself be a bit more, you know, a bit bigger or like really deliver the jokes. Um, and so I went to this audition once 
and I went in and I was like, oh, I love this, you guys. Um, I just watched all these episodes of Mom on an airplane. I'm mm-hmm. like so into multicam right now. Like, this is so fun. So I did the audition. I did it really like big and like was almost like it was almost even too big for multicam. I was like sh- screaming the lines. <laughs> Wait, this was for Mom? Uh, this was for a show, like a, for a multicam. Yeah, for okay. a show. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, and I was just I was just telling them I liked Mom because because I do right. love Mom. I always watch Mom. That sh- I think that show is brilliant. Yeah, um, Anna was on the podcast. Oh right, two yeah, weeks ago. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I've I've always yeah. My my dad is really into Mom, and he kind of got me into it. I'm like, wait, this is amazing because also you have Allison Janney, who's like, isn't she an Oscar winner now? It's yeah, like, she's, for I Tanya, she, she's so special. Yeah, um, she's so special. That's my word today. <laughs> Uh, but uh so i did so i was just telling them like oh you know this will be fun because i'm i re reawakened my like i watched mom recently and it reminded me how much i love multicam so this mm-hmm. multicam audition is gonna be so fun and i did it really big and everything and then and then uh, i didn't hear back and then i talked to a friend about it because i had seen him at the audition and and he was like and i think I, I guess I said, did, did you get that part? And he said, yeah. And I was like, oh. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like multicam. And he goes, no, that was a single cam. That oh, was no. a single cam audition. <laughs> <laughs> so I had like gone in, like told them how much I loved multicam oh and screamed God. all the lines. That is so funny. And they were probably just like, what, what is, why is this guy monologuing about multicams? <laughs> oh, probably because he, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Uh but uh, but yeah, I didn't. But but what's funny is, very shortly after that, I think weeks after that, I booked Will and Grace, which was a multi. Oh wow. So it was all in the stars. Yeah, everything works out somehow. Because yeah. I had I had really watched all these episodes of Mom, being like, this because that reminds me of because in high school theater, I really could make a crowd like, I, I I love that that relationship to the audience, and I've I've been able to have that on Will and Grace in a way that sometimes I'm like, this. Like sometimes I'll be on that Will and Grace set, and they're all so brilliant, and they're all so nice. Like oh. the the four leads and the creators, they're all like they've all been so kind to me, and they don't even have to, you know. Yeah. But um, because I've been on a lot of it now, I've, I think I've done thirteen, or I'm about to do my thirteenth episode. But um, yeah, there are times when I'm on that stage, and the and I and the writers have written some brilliant line for my character, and I like say it, and it's like. I feel, I'm like this is as high as I've ever felt like being like getting this laugh right now you know yeah yeah, yeah that immediately did you do feedback. high school theater uh, I did I did improv in high school nice. um, I it's because I did this lip sync to uh, praise you from fat boy fat boy Slim oh video. yeah 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 um i got to praise you yeah praise and do you remember what it was like uh it was spike jones but he was playing like richard Cuffe and he had all these dancers in front of the theater in westwood it was kind of like that era when music videos were like amazing and michelle gondry oh, was around okay and spike jones wait was making i'm getting them. it there's another fat boy slim music video that was also famous or is that the yeah, one yeah there's one with christopher walken okay where he's dancing what's the hotel. other big fat boy slim song there were two, right? Praise you like I should. And, and then, then there's... Maybe that was it. No, no. There was there's definitely one another the one. There's one big suit, big balloon suits or something. Oh, right? maybe. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm one. thinking. Maybe I'm conflating some concepts. Maybe, but I did that. We had lip sync contest in high school, and and we won. And so, like, the, I went down to the improv teacher, like, <laughs> late, nice. late like, in I'm life. Ready for my yeah, up. and she yeah. was like, "I'm so glad you came." And then we late in life. Yeah. Oh, like it was late like in grade eleven or something. Oh wow! So I just didn't, yeah. Oh, you had had kid, the performer bug. Before I then. did. I did. When I was a kid, I did Music Man. Um, nice. And you know, like, who'd you the, play? Uh, Winthrop. Oh, nice. And Wells Fargo Wagon is coming down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that that was like a corporate thing. You were yeah, it's like a yeah, it's a Wells Fargo plug. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, I love uh, Uh, which was like the first thing role that Ron Howard had in the movie, Mm. Um, and then I. I kept auditioning, but I didn't get parts. And I was like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. You're like something about this. I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> and the same thing, thing happened with, uh, after shit girl say I was sent out on auditions in LA right. and I auditioned for the Mindy project mm. as the receptionist. They had a gay receptionist in the, in the pilot script. Sure. And, uh, and then they just changed the whole character to oh, a woman. Okay. <laughs> Not yeah, that I yeah, was yeah. ever going to get it. Yeah. And then I, I auditioned for Animal Hospital. What was that? Yeah. Animal? Uh, no, Children's Hospital. No, no. It was the vet one. Um, With Justin, Justin Kirk, Kirk? Yeah, from Weeds. From Weeds. Yes. Yeah. And that was, I did so badly. And I just said to my agent, I'm like, I can't. I, so you did <laughs> just two not, auditions? Yeah. No. <laughs> and then I was like, I should have kept going. I should have like tried to get better, but that's okay. No, yeah. I, I, th- I think, yeah, I think our, we, we know what we want in life. Yeah. Yeah. But my dad keeps telling me I should be on SNL. So that's sweet. You should <laughs> do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I that sounds hard. It. Yeah. So hard. I tested, I tested for SNL. You did. Like, I was going to ask. Yeah. 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 How to go. Yeah. On the, on, on the stage. It was awesome. It, yeah. I mean, even getting that far is like, I, I, I almost like, um, it's like, I felt like I had won in this way where I'm like, I should have like, <laughs> I, sh- I should have tried to feel less like I'd won or, or I, I don't know. Cause I didn't, I didn't end up uh, booking the job, but, mm-hmm. but, but to me, it, it, I, I, I am just so grateful that I even got that, uh, that far and it was so cool. And I, and, and I even got to talk to an SNL uh, alum about it recently, like somebody who had been Amazing. on the show and they were so, it was so sweet how how nice they were about that. They were like, Oh yeah, but that's huge. Like yeah. you tested for SNL. And I was like, yeah, thank you. Like actually that's how I kind of felt about it. <laughs> like it was like a, a win in of itself. I, I would love to be honest and I'd be, I'd be more than happy to. Have you ever, have you seen the movie about the improv troupe where one of them, it's Keegan, Michael key. And oh no, but I've heard about that. It's really it's good. Great. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not, but uh, it, you know, I guess that's every movie you watch. You're never sure if you're going to like it. Um, <laughs> what no, a brave some, statement. Some yeah. you know you're not going to like. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, it's about that. It's about one person who gets an audition and the, or the right, two people right. do and how they both handle it mm, and just like what yeah. it means to them. Because, you know, I tell myself that I, I don't want to be on it. Of course I do. I'd love to be on sure, it. Sure, yeah. But it also Amazing sounds show. like it just sounds so hard and there's so many politics within that even if people are appreciating you outside of it, you're just so hyper-focused on Mm. getting your, your uh, sketch on the air. And like, I heard that like people won't laugh at certain people's sketches if they, you know, like at the table reads that that kind of thing to get the react. Like it's crazy Mm. stuff. Yeah. But Bill Hader tells a really funny story about how everybody was griping that 
their food hadn't come and they were like working really late mm. and it's like three in the morning. And finally it came like after two hours and he, he, cause he was so annoyed. He just took it and threw it out the window. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> it's that kind of atmosphere. I so, love that. Yeah. Yeah. They make a great show. What would what your, do you, do you have a dream project or a dream, anything you'd want to work on? Um, Oh, well, yeah, I'd love to be like the lead in one of these Ridley Scott, alien movies i oh, mean yeah. he's still in the process of making them and i just I, I watch those things and i'm intoxicated so like yeah that's that's the dream like really being the lead in in full-on mainstream blockbuster movies that, yeah that would be the, the the goal you're on your way yeah thank you <laughs> i see yeah. the path laid out in front of you yeah thank you um i have some before we wrap up i have you? some trivia me yeah my dream you? i just want to have something made i've had um uh, I've got two scripts out right now. One of them was in development hell for two years mm-hmm. with Seth Rogen's company. Okay. And so it's just like that, like you're that close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just, they just passed on it, but it's going back out now and I'm excited to have more people read them. But um, yeah, I, that's what I'd love to do. I also really just want to be like in a writer's room. I just, I've been directing commercials and I recently stopped doing that okay. for the well being of myself okay, because yeah. it's horrible. Yeah. And I've been doing it for 15 years. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. It's like this, it's the carrot dangling in front of you because they're like, you, all you have to get is the Coke commercial. And then I get a Coke commercial and they're like, okay, now you have to get a car commercial. And it's just for, like, for what? In order to, to for your reel to be right or for your reel to be for, tight for, enough. For what? For more work and so that you get like 10 day jobs you know that kind of thing because you get paid by the day of shoot day for the director okay and so i you know my days went from like five a year to like i didn't work at all last year so i was like oh dying um (laughs) anyway so yeah i left that and i just it was so solitary yeah um and i just like want to be around creating with other people and that's yeah. partially the reason of doing this podcast is like being able to reach out to people and yeah, you know yeah. being with other people and not just be yeah, in your own thing and yeah, thinking yeah. about yourself only it's just yeah togetherness yeah, super is important. big i know i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. when yeah. you get when you get too isolated yeah we're here together <sighs> we made planet. it through yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all yeah. we got um i have some yeah. trivia Ooh, trivia about just, about Devil Wears Prada? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna lose. No, no, it's not questions. I'm just, just oh, like oh, these are shit facts, from right? yeah from IMDb. Um, so Anna Wintour wasn't invited to the premiere, but she did go to the the advanced screening for press and wore Prada. Oh wow! She knew what she's doing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, that's why I think she's funny. Yeah, she's not so sour as people she's say. Amazing. Yeah, I love her. Um, what else? Oh yeah, so Glenn Close apparently was going to be oh, her character at yeah. first, but okay, I don't know what happened there. This is all again could be just lies because it's IMDb, <laughs> and I don't think they really fact check. Perfect. Um, oh, Stanley Tucci is now married to Emily Blunt's sister. Whoa! Yeah, I had no idea. He gets to be. Um, and Emily Blunt is married to John Krasinski. Oh my god, I love him. He's great. Ugh. Have He's you ever worked great. with him? No, I'd love to. I'd love to work with him if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> By that I mean have him massage me until I fell asleep. <laughs> um, um yeah, Emily I, I really have eyes on Emily Blunt because um 
Stephanie, my best friend, is so uh, she's for, she just really loves her her career and yeah. in the way that I do too. But Stephanie really because Stephanie's I think one of her favorite movies is what's it called Tomorrow Edge of Tomorrow Edge of Tomorrow and Emily Blunt is the with uh, yeah. the Tom Cruise Tom Cruise yeah, yeah. the Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> it's like didn't she say something like i'm never gonna no it was um not her who's the guy simon Pegg, who was like uh who did like sure uh, sean of the dead present day graden back at you here on the pod i was about to go into a boring story about simon Pegg, but i realized afterward that it was emily blunt who said something bad about tom cruise she said that she would rather do badly paid theater for the rest of her life than ever accept a role as a spear carrier in a tom cruise movie and then she was later confronted with that quote uh when the she was doing press for edge of tomorrow and she said that is so funny well at least i'm not a spear carrier so I guess you can just talk shit about anyone as long as you're funny enough and pretty. Mm. What other trivia? Oh, Thomas Lennon, Tom Lennon from Reno 911 yes, turned yes. down this turned down the Stanley Tucci role. Whoa. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Whoa. And those are the most interesting ones. There's like eight pages of Oh trivia. my god, eight pages of notes. <laughs> we got some notes. Yeah. We loved it. We do have some notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a few thoughts it's perfect yeah but <laughs> what if it wasn't set in space <laughs> yeah oh well thank you so much for being thank on you. is there yeah. anything else you need to say about the movie that we've no missed? this just makes me want to watch it again and again yeah. where can people find you um so i mean everywhere i mean watch special on netflix watch will and grace on nbc or hulu uh let's see what else watch get shorty on epics uh my youtube channel is youtube.com slash brian jordan alvarez that's b-r-i-a-n-j-o-r-d-a-n-a-l-v as in victor a-r-e-z as in zebra You're struggling then, there a little bit <laughs> my instagram is the same uh brian jordan alvarez and uh yeah just just uh you know like and subscribe <laughs> yeah uh, also like and subscribe this podcast yeah. feel free to leave a review it really helps yeah. um thank what you what does oprah say like rate and review this oh, podcast do, oh, do you I listen to, to super soul conversations no but so i'm good. obsessed with her last season of the oprah show where they do like oprah behind the scenes and mm. showed all the production mm. and it's now that. just out on youtube i think you can watch the oh, whole cool. thing it's amazing you should listen to her super soul podcast okay. it's really life-changing i'll give it a goog yeah um but yes please That's uh really click that five star button or whatever stars you think this podcast yeah, like deserves this podcast. <laughs> um you can also email me criterionaut at gmail.com and find the images from the movies on the socials if you're a naughty but you want to join the naughty gang you can support the pod on patreon patreon.com slash criterionaut i put out little bonus episodes with extra content from my guests and this week Brian and I got into when I worked with Anna Wintour's daughter, B. B. Schaefer. Uh, we get into the deleted scene from the movie that would have ruined the movie. And we talk about Simon Baker a bit more, the man who plays Christian in the movie. And then we get off topic on things like concerts where you sleep outside and an orchestra lulls you to sleep and Dolly Parton's new podcast. So have a little look at the Patreon, patreon.com slash criteria not. And finally, I 
can't always tell you which movie is going to be uh, coming up because sometimes I don't know if I have a guest and I don't know which movie we'll be doing until very, you know, until after the last episode has been released. That said, next week, Martha Kelly from Baskets is going to be making a return and she's also in the new movie Marriage Story. Uh, which looks amazing. I still haven't seen it, but she's in that and it looks like it's going to be an Oscar contender. So I'm so happy for her. And we're talking about the exact opposite kind of movie. We're talking about Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, not the squeakle, the first one. And uh, it actually turns out to be a really touching episode and I'm proud of it, even though I don't like that movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not that I don't like it. It was, it's just not for me. But she loves it, and I loved hearing why she loves it. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Thank you for being my naughties. <laughs> <laughs> and bye. Love you. Bye, guys. Bye.